You're listening to LeBeau's Lessons, a leadership podcast for new and aspiring leaders. LeBeau's Lessons is a virtual platform which seeks to provide leadership training and education for new and aspiring leaders. We do this by providing a consistent, free leadership podcast, weekly mentoring meetings with our staff, and online courses. Every Tuesday, we meet at 12 noon CST to promote self-awareness by providing stories and leadership coaching on this show to raise the emotional intelligence of our listeners. You can support us by following, liking, subscribing, and sharing. And now, on to the show. everybody welcome to the show if you're tuning in this is LeBeau's lessons I'm LeBeau Colbert and we are about to dive into something very personal so today I'm going to be talking about the five principles of social maneuvering the five principles of social maneuvering and this is something that is very close to my heart it's very personal for me And uh, I want to touch on this because it is such an important topic for anyone who feels they have a purpose and anyone who feels that they are called to more if they have a certain level of genius or they are mastering something or they're seeking to be the best in whatever industry they're in or if you just simply feel like you have a calling. Now, this is something that I wish that somebody would have helped me with years and years ago. And and I would be lying if I didn't say I, I still deal with it from time to time. And so, if you know someone who is like the type of person I just mentioned, You definitely want to share this because they may be dealing with so many mental battles in their daily life that they'll never tell you about. But what I'm going to say today will help them. And uh, definitely chime in. I'll be checking the chats and seeing what people are saying. But uh, I believe that everybody on any, any level should be able to identify with this in some way because I'm going to be talking about certain people we deal with. (coughs) And I'll let you know already. Uh, My sinuses are acting up today, so excuse me. (laughs) It is what it is. I already took my medicine, and it may or may not work today, so we will see. But I really felt strong in my heart that I needed to get this out of me because it's really, really big. Now, today we're going to be talking about the five principles of social maneuvering. And what does that mean, the the five principles of social maneuvering? What is that all about? It's about having social intelligence. Now, you've heard of emotional intelligence. And this goes along with this, but this is social intelligence. So if you are listening to me and you feel like you've had many experiences with people who have done you wrong, You find yourself not being liked or being hated on often. You find yourself having difficulties in relationships with, let's say, in-laws, co-workers, higher-ups, et cetera. And you feel like you're the different one. And you feel like nothing is wrong with you. And why are people having such problems with you? And why is it always you that has to deal with these things? And you deal with it at an uncommon level 
than most people. If that is you, stay tuned because I'm going to say some things that are going to challenge your mindset. It's going to change the way you look at yourself and it's going to change the way that you look at other people and it's going to bless you. Okay? All right. So the reason why I'm talking about social maneuvering today is because it doesn't matter who you are. If you have a calling or if you have a mastery or something that you're going after in life, if there's something very unique or special about you, you will have to deal with a lot of obstacles in the form of people. And you've already been dealing with it, and you may or may not have been dealing with it in the best way. We're all guilty of that. Now, why is it important to learn how to deal with these people? I'll tell you why. If you feel that you have something special to do on this earth, you owe it to yourself and your legacy and what you're trying to do to learn how to navigate dealing with these people, okay? Most of us who have this calling, many of us have focused on our craft. We have focused on doing what it is we need to do and we try to silence people or sometimes we get all wrapped up in the drama. And the problem with that is, is that it distracts from the work we're actually supposed to be doing. Sometimes we're on the right path to do what we are supposed to do in this world, unlock our potential, and become a legend. And the problem is that when we get encountered with these certain types of personality types that I'm about to talk about today, and all of you have met them, we get distracted. Some of us get way off track because of them and it confuses us and it messes with our minds and it can delay what we're supposed to be doing. Today, I'm gonna to be talking about how to not let that happen ever again. So if you're watching, you're just now coming in and we're talking about the five principles of social maneuvering. <coughs> Before we get into that, I am going to talk about the eight people you will encounter on your journey and how to deal with them. The eight people, okay? You need to listen to this because you are you may be dealing with one of these people and I'm going to tell you how to deal with them in the right way in the best way to work it out for your best interest versus handling it how you've already been handling it okay and that may or may not be the right way okay many of the times that we deal with people um, and, and we're in our, you know, our mindset of achieving and, and doing our purpose and whatever it is that we're coming here to do. We come there with the best intentions. We come there looking at our goal, trying to do our best, and then what happens? We get sidetracked. Most of the time, we're getting sidetracked by people in their drama because we are in our own heads. We're not observing. We're not being strategic. We are just getting caught up every time something happens in being reactive. And these eight people that I'm talking about are very dangerous people because they can get you off track to, from your purpose. 
And some people, and if you read over a lot of the greats or almost greats in histories, they have gotten off the path because they've let these people trip them up. This is why we need to make sure that we're dealing with them properly. Number one, <clears throat> that's going to be the Pinocchio or the liar, okay? Many of us have dealt with people that give us mixed signals. They make us think that they care or that they're trustworthy, but come to find out they're not. Let's talk about this type of person. One of the ways you can tell if you are ad admiring or adoring or trusting somebody too much is if you're doing lots of favors for them and the favors aren't being returned. Cut and dry, okay? The favors aren't being returned. You're being the friend, you're being the giver, you're the giver in the relationship. Whether that's a friendship or whether that's a intimate relationship or a family relationship, you're the giver and they aren't looking to give back to you, okay? This is a sign that you are invested more in a person than you should be. And this is what you do about that. You have to be perceptive in order to see their mask. This person is wearing a mask in front of you. All of us wear masks. And this person is wearing a mask in front of you. And this mask is able to get whatever they want from you. They're wearing the mask of, I admire you, or I love you, or they're wearing a mask of, I want to help you. But the truth is they don't actually make good on their promises. And the way that we get into this is by judging. Now, you might say, well, I didn't judge them. No, judging isn't always negative. Sometimes you misjudge someone to be trustworthy. Sometimes you misjudge someone to be in love with you. <laughs> Sometimes you misjudge someone to be a good friend, and they're not. And so you need to be perceptive to see their mask. So stop judging so soon. Stop thinking so soon that people are trustworthy, they're nice, they're everything that they present themselves to be. You have to get better at reading people and get a picture of a person's true character all the time. Let them show you who they are rather than just assuming. This is one of the biggest flaws I've had in my life is assuming that people are who they say that they are. And one of the ways you may say, well, I don't, I don't know them well yet and I don't have the time to really uh, invest in getting to know them or dealing with them on a daily basis, how do I stop myself from judging? Well, here's one way you can stop yourself from judging is if you allow them to talk especially about their past. what they've done in the past and how they've handled people in the past. So in order to foresee their actions, need to be looking at their past. And the reason why you need to foresee their actions is because you know what true intentions are. Okay? How do you know somebody's true intentions? Look at their past, look at how they've dealt with people, and then it'll begin to click why they're dealing with you the way they're dealing with you. All you have to do is measure 
there I'm going to create an algorithm, a formula for you. Look at it. Look at what they're doing in your life and what they're trying to be in your life. Then hold that things that they've done in the past. Do they match? Do they match or do they not match? Do they misalign? Because if you know them to be this type of person, then what their actions are doing now is a reflection of something <coughs> that they are going to repeat. And what you have to do is turn that around, okay? I remember once there was a, a lady who came into my life uh, years ago, and she needed help. And this was my bleeding heart season. She came and picked the right one that time. I was the most giving, selfless person, and I took everything at face value. If you told me a story, I believed it. I was very, very naive. This lady talked about the people that she had dealt with in the past, and I, it just seemed like she was always being done wrong, always being done wrong. Everybody burned her. But over time, but much too late, I realized that the reason why she felt burned is because she was actually the one doing the burning. And what she would do is she would go from person to person using them and then make up a lie or a bad story about how horrible they were. Once I started to put piece these things together, I realized what was going to happen to me. So what I did was I started to mentally dissociate from her and try to distance myself from her. Now, guess what? Like I said, it was too late. She ended up doing the same thing to me, caused a big fallout. But I can laugh about it now because it will never happen again. <clears throat> so this is the reason why you have to make sure that you are measuring people's past by their current actions to foresee their future actions and their intentions. The second person you need to think about on this journey you're on is your frenemies. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the five principles of social maneuvering. The frenemies, who are usually too flattering, okay? People who are usually too flattering are usually secretly envious, and they have ulterior motives. All right, because people are used to dressing up their intentions. Now, I learned a lot from that first lady, but they had an, there was another lady that had to come along and really drive it home. <laughs> well, a few years later, I met somebody else, and she came into my life. I was still in the bleeding heart phase, but I had learned a little bit more, but I was still in the bleeding heart phase. I was a little bit guarded, but the way that she broke my walls down was that she used flattery. You know, she, she seemed like she was the one who could see me and what I was trying to do and the person that I was trying to become. And, you know, flattery is what got me to deal with her. What she did was ended up running a scam and trying to basically put my face on it so that she could get away with it. And I found out later on that she was a charlatan that would go from town to town running the scam. Of course, I was gullible, and I fell for all of her sad stories, but it was the flattery that opened the door. So understand that people who are secretly envious of you will usually um, 
try to put their foot in the door using flattery. You know, they compliment you on X, Y, and Z. If somebody is trying to open the door with you with flattery, then um, and they're persistent about it, then that's a red flag for me personally from now on. Okay, so make make sure that you recognize that. Now here's the third person that you need to observe on your journey to mastery: the haters. All right, people don't like to to observe haters. They just they say you know. This person is a hater. Let me keep them at a distance. And that's fine if the hater doesn't have anything to do with your world. But what if they are in your world? What do you do then? Well, let's talk about it. Why? Why are they hating anyway? Okay? I'll tell you why. When you're the person that comes into a new environment, okay, and you're a divergent, you're not like everybody else, okay? People will attack you. They're going to attack you out of envy, or they're going to uh, attack you because you are different from them. Okay? Um, they will create a socially acceptable reason for not liking you. Okay? People dislike each other, but it should be reasonable, it should be rational. If you have an irrational reason for disliking somebody you may be a hater okay so people when you come in and you're an excellent person and this, this is <laughs> one of the reasons why I used to get hated on a lot when you come into an environment and you are upstanding and you you don't lower yourself to what everybody else is doing in the in the room you know, maybe they're up to no good and you won't join in with that, okay? They're going to think that you're too good or too perfect or you're too this or you're too that. People will hate on you for that, okay? And, and one of the reasons is because they don't like people who appear to know it all or be smarter than them. Anytime people feel like you're making them feel dumb, they want people to turn to them for advice. So this is how you play it, okay? When you're dealing with these people, in order to protect yourself, you have to make them feel comfortable around you. you when, if you appear like you have it all together, they're going to attack you, okay? It, it's not always about looks. It, it's not always about money. It's just the way that you carry yourself. You, you carry yourself too well. So, so the way that some people try to deal with that is they will come back with, you know, uh, they, they joke about themselves. They pick on themselves. They'll say, oh, well, I got, I, it's just sheer luck I've gotten to where I am. You know, they try to take credit away from themselves. Because if you don't do that, what they're going to do is they are trying to look for ways to poke holes in who you are, what you do, what you believe in, et cetera. Because your stance is different from the stance that they subscribe to. So your reaction to that has to be charm and disarm. Charm and disarm, right? You don't have to worry to, about responding to every hater, especially because some of these people, all of their yammering, when you respond back to them, all you're doing is elongating and magnifying what they're talking about. Um, all you're doing is bringing more attention to it. So in order to 
make sure that you're not amplifying them, you can ignore them. But if this is a person that is within your circle, and I'm going to talk about that person next, you have to observe them. You have to get out of your head and get into theirs. This is how you play chess and not checkers. Get into their point of view. If you were them, why would you attack you? Okay, And what are your weaknesses? If you were your enemy, how would you attack you? Okay, And I'm going to talk about how you can disarm this person next, but that is going to be the strategy, charm and disarm. <clears throat> I'm not charming. To f I'm talking about charming to flatter yourself or because you're in love with yourself or you're a narcissist. I'm talking about charming people based on who they are because Sometimes if you leave these people unchecked and unaddressed, it's like a cancer. All right. Number four, the Karens and the Kins. Now, when you're dealing with Karens and Kins that are in your environment, you're the new person, you're in a new organization, new company, new group, whatever. There's, okay, let's, let's backtrack. This is how Karens and Ken, uh, Kins are born born, okay? People are attracted to groups. Most people are attracted to groups, okay? And within each group, there's always going to be the people who feel like they are the supervisors of the atmosphere. They are the person th that know the, the, the most answers. They're the most right all the time, okay? When you come in with your colorful personality, you are giving them ammunition. You cannot be, like I said, everybody has a mask, and sometimes you need a mask. You cannot be who you truly are. It's not about being fake, because you don't want to start fake, because you have to stay fake. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about protecting yourself, not pretending to be somebody else, but not showing who you are fully. You get that, right? The way you would act around your parents is not the way that you would act around your friends. That's what I'm talking about. You cannot go into these environments saying, take me or leave me. Okay? Somebody said, this is helpful for my job. Yes. These people are watching you. Okay? You only can be colorful with people you trust. Remember that. Okay? And not everybody deserves or wants all of that from you. Okay, so people, these Karens and Kens, they're going to attack because you are not conforming like they are. Okay, you are challenging their ways and their mindsets just by your mere essence, your presence, just you being you. You don't have to do anything, and this is what I'm, I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to do anything directly to these people. Your mere presence is shaking them up, okay? And they will cut you down because they are hyper-rigid. They are very rigid. And in their world, you have to be like this or else, okay? And these people hate changing their ideas. They don't change. So you coming in wanting to change things and better things, they're going to feel attacked by you, okay? So that's why they're on the offense, okay, in the defensive. And if you are a nonconformist, this is something that happens to you everywhere you go because you're not like everybody else. Okay? 
Now, the way that you respond to this is you have to focus on your work. Focus on what it is that you are doing and what you came there to do, okay? Let your results do the arguing for you. There's so many stories about this, and I'm gonna recommend a great book at the end, so stay if you wanna go in depth about this. There's so many stories about great people who let these Karens and kid, Kens get them off track, and they, wanted, they got so off track, they got wrapped up in arguing their stance, and they were right. But you cannot change these people's minds, and we're gonna get more into that. Number five, of the eight people you will encounter on your journey to mastery is the political manipulator. So when I say political manipulator, I don't mean they have to be in politics. They have to be political minded. I'm talking about whether it's in church, at your job, or in politics, or in a group, okay? They are political minded. They know how to maneuver. They know how to charm. They know how to get what they want and to work the room. And these are the people who look like the light. These are the people who everybody loves, everybody goes to. These are the people who are held in the highest esteem in that environment, okay? These people are not thinking about you. So when you are like, your eyes are so focused on them and you want, they, they seem like they're so helpful and they care and they really care about people, you think that they want to help you. And this is where it really, really hurts. Have you ever looked up to somebody and because they seem like the type of person that would help you because you want to follow after their footsteps and you want to continue to work or you want to, you look up to them for whatever reason. They feel, you think that they will want to like bring you alongside or be some, you know, instrumental. And they're not, you know why? It's because the political minded person cares more about their career than the work itself. <clears throat> That's the reason why. You're confused. You're confused because the way this person presents themselves and who they are are not the same. They're not congruent. And so it's bothering you and you feel like you're getting mixed messages. But this is what you have to understand about these people. They are self-absorbed and they will only help you if you bring something to the table. This is why I tell people, never approach a, mem a mentor empty-handed. Never a mentor empty-handed. Anytime you approach a mentor, <clears throat> understand that as perfect as you think they are, they have flaws, they, they have problems with being organized, they have problems with their memory, they, got have, they have problems, okay? And they are focused on solving those problems and get it to the next level. No matter how high up you think anybody is, everybody is trying to get to the next level. And if you don't have anything that can help them to get to the next level and you're not bringing anything to the table, these political-minded people will not want to be bothered with you. And this can trip you up because if, if they're a master at something and you are in your apprenticeship phase of life and you are trying to master something too, 
you will look up to this person and you will naturally want to be in their world and glean from them. And they may, you know, take you on just a little bit. They may entertain you a little bit, but then they'll leave you hanging. Okay? So this is how you deal with these people. Because they are only going to help you if it makes them look good or has a benefit for them. You need to talk to them about their goals, about who they are and what they're trying to do to get to the next level. Do not... Do not focus on you and what you want to become, and I want to be just like you. That's not going to be attracted to, attractive to them, okay? What usually works with these people is focusing on them and then using that as leverage so that you can get to where you need to with them so that you can do what you got to do. <clears throat> Understand that a mentor-protege relationship is it's got to be mutually beneficial. They're not going to want you unless you can help them, and you don't want them unless they can help you. That's the way it is, okay? Uh, there's many good examples of this. Um, if you look up Michael Faraday, you can learn all about who his mentor was and how that worked out. It was is a brilliant example of how things can go wrong with a mentor. Number six, a clout chaser. A clout chaser. Uh, is, the, is the sixth person of the eight people you'll encounter on your journey to mastery. Um, these people come in to collaborate with you once they see that you're on to something good, or let's say that you're about to do something great, you know, at your job or with your business or whatever. They want to come in in the middle just to add their name to the work. That is a clout chaser. That is not a person. They're going to come in trying to act like they're helping you or they're interested in you. But the only thing they're interested in is trying to associate themselves with you for their own motives. And that's what you have to be careful of. This person, um, you know, they, those are the types of people you need to watch out for, okay? If somebody tries to come into the middle of, of what you're doing and put their name on something, and they will definitely try to take credit for the things that you've done. Number seven, passive-aggressive types, the passive-aggressive types. Now, these people are very, very tricky. Sometimes they'll sabotage your work outrightly. Um, sometimes it can be as subtle as a delayed response. They're trying to sabotage you moving forward because they have a reason why they don't want to continue working with you, plain and simple. For whatever reason, you know, the reason might be legitimate. Maybe you are a rigid person or hard to deal with, or maybe you're moving too fast and, and they don't want to have to catch up with you. Being, believe me, a delayed response is a form of passive-aggressive behavior. It may not be them purposely trying to hurt you, but they are definitely trying to stop you. And you need to understand why. You can't just brush this stuff off. You may need to dissociate yourself from it, but you need to analyze why or it's going to happen again. And finally, number eight, number eight, 
the eight people, of the eight people you will encounter on your journey to mastery. And after this, I'm going to give five lessons or five principles of social maneuvering, how to deal with these people. The basics. These are the worst of all. If you ever saw the movie, have you seen the movie uh, Don't Look Up? That's on Netflix right now. It is it's a funny movie, but it's, it basically shows us, it's a parody of the way things are right now. And I told people that that movie is actually the way that I look at the world. For me, when I wake up every day, I feel like I'm living in a parody of a real world. This world is so absurd to me. The way that people are and the foolery that goes on is so absurd to me. And I wish that people took life more seriously, but they don't. And if you're a person like me and uh, you are you know, a self-taught person, you're a learner, you love to read, you're about something, you're going after things in life, then believe me, I know you're having a problem with suffering fools. You're having a problem with dealing with the basic people, the people that don't want anything, they want to party their life away. They don't really give a care about learning or trying to become something or leave a legacy. Like, they're not worried about all that. And that's why they don't get you, and they don't like people like you. And the problem is the world is more of them than there is of you, okay? There's more of them than there is of you. And these are the things you need to know. You have to learn how to suffer these people. Benjamin Franklin is a great example of a person who was brilliant, who learned how to suffer fools for his own purposes. It, the way that he played so many people in order to make sure that his brilliance got to the, to the point where we remember who Benjamin Franklin was and what he did is so genius, there should be a study around it, okay? He learned how to finesse fools. And there's other people, Goethe is another person that you should look up, who learn how to use the foolishness of other people to get themselves get themself to the next level. So you have to learn how to suffer fools to your advantage. Stop just being mad. Deal with them and let them use their own foolishness way in foolish ways against themselves. Okay. There's too many of them to avoid. So you have to leverage their folly against them to accomplish your goals. Don't waste your time and energy. Don't waste your time and energy trying to change these people's views because they do not care. They like to argue. It they will miss the point. 100% of the time. And you have to avoid trying to change them. The way you have to look at these people is, is like looking at a silly child, just making a fool of themselves, just playing around, because that's what they're doing in their lives. And, but they can be very dangerous. So in order to neutralize the harm they cause, you need to exploit their foolishness to play it into your own hands. This is something that you'll have to meditate on. Maybe I need to do a, another podcast on that specifically. But for time's sake, let's move on. I'm going to talk about the five lessons you need to remember about all of this. 
These are the five principles of social maneuvering. And yes, start thinking like a political-minded person. Why? Because it's important that you accomplish the goal that God put you on this earth to do. And he's calling you to be wiser in how to deal with these people wisely. So you have to know how to deal with them. Number one, keep your process a secret. Allow people to create their own fantasy about you. Create a mysterious persona. Don't show all of you. They don't want it. All they'll do is use it as ammunition. So let them create their own false ideas about you. Stay mysterious and don't let them get into your head. Number two, master how to act in every environment. Every environment requires a different shade of you. You're not faking. You're showing different sides of you. Learn how to adapt. If they're acting foolish, if you, you're surrounded by fools in your work environment, then you have to let them think you're the fool too. Just so that you can leverage what they're doing in order to get where you need to go. Otherwise, they will attack you, take you down, and get you out of there, and you will not accomplish your goal. Number three, people are continually changing. You have to learn how to reread them. This is about observing people and getting out of your head. Observe them, okay? They are updating themselves. They're changing their motives. You have to know how to read them appropriately and not just put what they, who they were in stone and always think they're about that. No, don't be that rigid, okay? Be flexible about it. Number four, reacting emotionally to what they're trying to do to you only worsens it. It will only worsen things for you. So to stop yourself from being hurt by what they're doing is you have to start looking at things from their worldview. I know that it takes time, and I know that you don't want to think about them. But if this person has a very real influence on what you're trying to do, you have to start looking from their lens and saying, why, if I were them, why would I see me as a threat? Why would this person want to do this? Okay, what has their history shown me about what their actions are now and what their intentions are? Because if you don't study that, you're going to play into their hands and you need to make them play into yours. And finally, number five of the five principles of social maneuvering is we are largely governed by emotions and we try to pretend that we are not. The way that we felt yesterday is not the way that we feel, feel today. And other people are just like this. You have to focus on people's actions and not their promises and be prepared that they will change their mind. I'm in marketing, so I can't afford to believe and assume that somebody is going to uh, basically want to keep me on because they made a decision that I want to work with LeBeau. Okay. And, and then five months down the line, they're trying to pull out, okay, because they changed their mind. You have to prepare for the unexpected. So if you are working with somebody, and this is why it's very, very, very uh, risky to go into a partnership with some people. People change their minds. You better make sure that you have a plan A, B, and C and be prepared for if that person changes their mind on you. They may not turn their back on you. They may not be trying to hurt you, but they will change their mind. And that's all right if you have a plan.
Now, if you want to learn more about the things that I talked about, a great reference with many, many examples of this is the book Mastery by Robert Greene. It's a great read. Um, it does start off a bit slow. Push through the first few chapters because it's going to get good. And it'll tell you all about the inner workings of people's mindsets and how it can affect you becoming the best version of you and the common pitfalls of that. So thanks again for watching and listening. I will see you guys next time on LeBeau's Lessons. Make sure that you look for this podcast later on tonight. If you came in late and you missed the beginning, uh, it's going to be on Apple Podcasts at LeBeau's Lessons. Thank you guys for hanging in, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>